from the Mercy One Studio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at joinserra.org. Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Musher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Deacon Mark Campbell of the Basilica of St. John Parish in Des Moines about fatherhood and the consecration plan to St. Joseph. But before we get to today's interview, let's find out on the Bishop's mind. Well, uh, a signal day in the life of the Diocese of Des Moines today, yes. Kelly. I think everyone says quickening in our step and our, our our joy today as we'll celebrate the ordination of five mm-hmm. men to the ministerial priesthood at Our Lady's Immaculate Heart this afternoon at 5 p.m. So mm-hmm. I know many people have been praying. There were the Sarans who were praying, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a 24-hour devotional uh, of holy hours to intercede for these men who've been pre- well prepared. And they're just such quality uh, folks uh, that we yeah. are going to be greatly blessed by all that we've got. So, uh, you know, we look to ordain Deacon Nick Stark. We'll be heading to Christ the King here on mm-hmm. Southside. Uh, Deacon Brad Roby will be going to St. Pius. Uh, Deacon uh, Max Carson going to Council Bluffs. Council Bluffs is going to really be blessed. The men mm-hmm. were sending there. Uh, St. Patrick uh, with Father James, and then also a chaplain at St. Albert Catholic mm-hmm. School. So, and then Deacon Jake Epstein to Corpus Christi and Council Bluffs. And then Deacon Reed Flood. Uh, you know, he's going to have to fast and be patient a little bit and go back to Rome uh, by his choice and mutual agreement with uh, Bishop Pates, my predecessor, to finish a, another degree at the Pontifical Gregorian University. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just going to be the spirit is going to be rocking. <laughs> there in Our Lady's Immaculate Heart, yes, and, and it's going to be a tremendous event. Uh, other things kind of in the world of the diocese are those for whom we have shine a light on, especially uh, a lot of pride for Dowling Catholic High School as one of their alums, Carissa Schweitzer, qualified the, for the Tokyo Olympics, finishing yeah. second in the 5,000 meters in the Olympic trials mm-hmm. this week in Eugene, Oregon. So her life goal is going to be fulfilled, this uh, mm-hmm. woman from Urbandale. And so uh, what a great and exciting thing that is for, for all track aficionados and those who love uh, love sport and, mm-hmm. and its pure form. So many things going on as well. Uh, we know last week as bishops, we had kind of long Zoom sessions in our spring meeting. We gathered nationally, the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and there were many uh, issues that were uh, addressed and engaged. We approved some new translations uh, with the Marian Mass. Uh, documents uh, will be drafted on Native American ministry. Uh, and young adults, a new time to kind of refresh that. And then the final draft of the document, kind of drawing from Amoris Laetitia, the Holy Father's encyclical, on the joy of love uh, and addressing matters of marriage and family life. But I think the one that's probably garnered the most attention is the one that had been envisioned on Eucharistic consistency. And I think this is something that's really evolved, and I think— uh, We want to make sure that people are not just relying on the kind of popular news reports about what's really going on here as the bishops uh, envision a document as part of an overall three-year plan Mm -hmm. of Eucharistic revival. We know that uh, surveys would say Catholics themselves are not necessarily real strong in their Eucharistic faith, believing in the real presence or not. And this is obviously a matter of concern because it is the heart of all that we are as uh, Catholic Christians. And so I I think the kind of healthy, organic way in which the Holy Spirit working through our church's shepherds, uh, and myself included. So what's envisioned here is not a disciplinary document. It's being kind of playing into our overall three-year plan created anew by the body and blood of Christ, source of our healing and hope, 
And I think it's going to be a foundation for a kind of multi-year revival. And obviously, those who are watching on a popular level saw that, the, you know, many bishops weighed in with great passion how we do this. But at the uh, Envision Draft, is going to be based on uh, Pope uh, Benedict XVI's uh, schema, uh, Sacramentum Caritatis, the Sacrament of Charity. The Eucharist is a mystery to be believed, a mystery to be celebrated, and a mystery to be lived. And that might be where the thorny uh, area might emerge. But uh, again, you know, how is there integrity of life and who we are when we say amen in the body of Christ and how all that we're about, that our, our freedom of religion is not simply freedom of worship, but entails all that we are doing. And so uh, no uh, particular persons are going to be excluded, no national policy mandating in or out in any way. And so I think a very joyful thing. And again, the dialogue will continue as we'll continue to examine the, the finished product on that. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and in return, we'll welcome Deacon Mark Campbell of the Basilica of St. John Parish in Des Moines to talk about fatherhood and more. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning provided by Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Bell Construction. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. On today's show, we're visiting with Deacon Mark Campbell of the Basilica of St. John Parish in Des Moines to talk about fatherhood and the consecration plan of St. Joseph. Deacon Mark, great to have you. Thanks for coming in on a, on a beautiful Friday. And uh, I feel like we've seen a fair amount of each other in the past months. We had the men's conference in mm-hmm. May. Uh, we had big events in the life of the Basilica of St. John with the 40th 41st uh, right. anniversary for Father Aquinas Nickel, the pastor of priesthood, and then confirmation as well. So you're obviously very much a present in that parish community. And now uh, Deacon uh, uh, Nick Smith gets to shadow you. You said you were sharing with us as well. Yeah. Well, he, he's, he's significantly taller than I am, so maybe I'm in his <laughs> shadow is probably the uh, correct way to, to, uh, yeah. to look at that. He's going to uh, be on the ordination tonight as one of the deacons uh, on the celebration. Of course, the deacon community coming to us as well. But uh, we celebrate Father's Day last week. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we think about the many aspects of fatherhood, uh, biological, uh, adoptive, spiritual fatherhood, many ways in which they're And I think probably many of those are aspects of who you are, but uh, as a father, uh, your own family, I think, you know, and I think I also uh, was able to be, uh, offer my own prayers and condolences at the time of the loss of your father. So we've got a few things to, to draw out here, but we're also looking ahead to an event coming up in August. So that's a teaser there that hopefully we'll get to. But, uh, you know, with, with our, our life of faith, there's many joys, the joy of love and family and marriage. But there's also the cross, and you've known that in your in your own family life. Yeah, I, I think there's um, um, you know many opportunities again to uh, be a not only experience the um, the difficulties of life, but also to you know trust in God as a father, 
and to uh, ensure that um, you know we're living out our, our call, our vocation in such a way that uh, is hopefully reflective of a son, Christ the Son, and um, you know, for for better or worse, I've I've been uh, afforded many opportunities to uh, to do that, and I, I can testify that that each time that I I have sought uh, consolation in, in in the Lord, that He's carried me through, and He He's definitely um, been the uh, the source and the strength for how we've been able to you know not only personally but as a family persevere through some some challenging moments. Um, I really I like that idea, and I think worth uh, reflecting upon that. To, to be father, we first must embrace our identity as sons and daughters, you know, sons in particular, I guess, you know, and be fathers and mothers, you know. And if, we can't, if we're not at peace with that identity, mm-hmm. then the other is not going to flourish. Well, we just had a uh, – at our house last night, we were blessed to have uh, um, a, uh, a baptism prep uh, get-together with, uh, with a young couple, uh, a single mom. Uh, godparents were, were present, and, and we use uh, Father Mike Schmidt's or the Ascension Press Belonging series for for our baptism prep. You know, and that was one of the the topics that came up was you know who do, who does who does Jesus say we are, and then it, you know in going through the rite of baptism that you know that the symbolic sign of the cross where we claim for Christ, and then the anointing where we're called to be priest, prophet, and king. You know, we're called to be another Christ. And so, in doing so, we have to, you know, Christ tells us to, to pick up our cross and follow him. So, there's, uh, you know, if we're open, I guess, to that, uh, those opportunities, um, God will provide. But in, in not only in, in the, I guess, presentation of the cross, but the opportunity to walk with him and to unite our suffering uh, for, for the redemption of others and to, to be a light to the world. Mm. Marvelous, marvelous. Uh, you know, and again, <laughs> sorry, my reflections and possibly my homily for the ordination mass. You know, I think we'll see what makes the cut and what doesn't here. But right. you know, Saint Augustine talking about the mystery of the Eucharist there before on the altar, but he says God is also presenting the mystery of who we are, and mm. the mystery of you, if you will. And so, you know, not to be egocentric in a way, but I think what you're unfolding for that for that mom. And everything else, and the godparents, you know, the the whole mystery of Christ and His relationship with His Father, present and contained in all the sacraments, but initiated in baptism as well. And uh, deacons, that's a vital part of their ministry, the, the baptismal ministry. Yes, and it, it's a it's a great privilege and a blessing. I know that uh, I think just about every time I've been able to celebrate a, a baptism and the the blessing upon the water, where where I get to to, to read that the beautiful blessing and, and put my hand in the water, I get I get goosebumps. Um, so far, it, it's not lost on me the significance of of not only that that prayer, but that moment, and then what. I am actually acting out on behalf of of the church and for Christ in uh, bringing this child, you know, into the uh, into the sheepfold, and it, it's you know, it, it, it's a great amount of excitement um, and, and joy. But then I'm also humbled by that aspect too. That uh, again, I, we joked earlier about being in the uh, the in a class of seventeen. I tried to. Sl- Kind of just slipped through your ordination class yeah, in 2018. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Just, uh, I, I, you know, in large class, I kind of relatively went unnoticed. So that's how I got here. But but that's uh, it, it's just one of the fruits. And <laughs> Somehow I don't of, think so. Yeah, it's one of the fruits. I don't think Ron and Deacon Ron and Tammy Myers let anybody <laughs> slip under the radar. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I didn't want to. That, that probably <laughs> was a bad reflection upon them. No, they, no, they, no, they no. Great. I know what you're teasing you, but uh, yeah, uh, teenage children. 
Yes, uh, <laughs> just just uh, seven, yeah, life so, is not boring. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, but it's a, a tremendous blessing because we all of this. Um, you know, deacon formation, we actually got to do as a family, which was one of our, our uh, um, I guess, hesitations for, for uh, applying and, and signing up for it. So um, they were 10 and 16 when we were accepted into the program, and, and uh, I know the formation team was a little bit nervous, but they came with us to most, uh, most of our formation days and formation weekends, and, um, and it really worked out beautifully. And so they were really able to be a part of the process. I don't know if they, you know, appreciate it now or, or look back on it to, with, with fond recollection. But they're uh, kind of at the age, of, really not to have babysitters, you know, at the, at the age that you right. were bringing them along. Right. <laughs> uh, they were, you know, mostly able to fend for themselves. But they, they, when we were in class, they were across the hall in another classroom. And, and uh, yeah, it was, it was a great blessing. And, and we were very appreciative to uh, the formation team in the diocese for allowing that to, to, to happen. Well, if, if Toby wants to become a Benedictine monk, we'll know it's those the, those days at conception that <laughs> sowed some seeds in that way. Yeah. Although, if he's listening, you know, I, he's probably saying, "Let's not embarrass us, please." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, challenges for fathers in general in this age with so many different mm. influences, and uh, you know, I think we still this is maybe a little bias on my part. I think we tend to you know more readily uh, hold up the, the role of mother and the maternity. Fathers, it's kind of a checkered thing sometimes, you know. Yeah, well, I, I think it's uh, we're, we're called to be all things, and uh, in many cases, not that not that mothers aren't, but you know, providers and protectors, um, while still being nurturing and and uh, you know present. But I think oftentimes the the role as, as provider um, is. is I think interferes or, or sometimes causes a distraction and doesn't allow us to always be present um, as, um, you know, protectors. I think that takes on a different shape and looks different for, for each family. And especially as, uh, you know, whether you have a large family or a smaller family, age of the kids, I think that that role evolves. You know, and then we've entered into this age with, uh, you know, technology and the, the access to a wider world where I think it's even harder to, to build up um, – you know, barriers or protection for your children. And so, and there's no playbook. This is all happening so fast. Um, and, and then I think also men have been caught up, you know, obviously in the culture and that technology has opened the doors to, um, you know, the scourge of pornography and, and um, many different things that, that cause uh, our roles as, as fathers to be not only challenged, but compromised and in many ways, I think, weakened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, whether it's you know, addiction such as pornography or anything else, I think you know, going back to where we started, hard to embrace that role as a beloved son when one's holding oneself in self-reproach or contempt, you know, and that kind of sense of, you know, the the uh, in-your-face sense of being a sinner, you know, mm-hmm. in that way. And so God's great mercy, hopefully touching and liberating men in that way. But uh, I think it's also true for priests. You were talking about the protector role or just, you know, or the provider role, you know, that the tangible things, the things that we can put numbers around and things, you know, and is that a measure of one's effectiveness, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that there's so much more that uh, I think you were you know, pointing us to in that way. Uh Raising kids, uh, your own regard for your own parents, and including your father David, yeah. Who, yeah, who passed away this past year. Yes, the uh, well, and, and I want to say again, I, I think the, uh, the I don't know if your your schedule maker needs a, a, a raise or to be fired, but I don't, I don't know how you keep such a, a 
tight schedule and allow me to, to come on and be with you today. But I want to express uh, publicly, you know, at risk of, of looking like I'm kissing up to the bishop, but um, <laughs> your response and in, in concern for, for me and my family during uh, my father's passing, as well as the, uh, you know, your response to our, the idea for the St. Joseph consecration really reflected a, a, a fatherly care about you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we talked about also the criticism that bishops get, and I think this is an opportunity to give you some praise and to say thank you for your um, attentiveness to uh, our time of great sorrow and our time of loss. Yeah, my father passed away suddenly at the end of, of February, um, and uh, yeah, so I'm still, you know, kind of in the midst of that, that that period of grief and sorrow and recognizing when I miss him and, and when I um you know, would typically call upon him, mm-hmm. um, which is what kind of where the uh, Saint idea for the St. Joseph consecration kind of, I think, was, was born and, and brought to life. And again, your response to that has uh, um, been really very reflective of my own father in that I, I, if I presented this to my own father, he would have, he would have been on board 100% and doing everything he could to support it and, and make it happen. He's one of those get her done guys, huh? Knight of Columbus, and yeah, that. yeah, yeah. He was active. He was active in many, many things, uh, and uh, you know, and almost sometimes to a detriment, right? He was so committed to all these outside things that you know he'd be the first one to, to admit that sometimes the family is the one that suffered, you know, because he was doing all these uh, all these good things, um, and he would also admit that sometimes not always for the right reason, you know, it was it was for how how it made him look in the community, but. You know, I saw a, a gradual. That's progression. humble on his part. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was really quite amazing to uh, to kind of see this transformation where he. I think he really gave more care to the things he said yes to as he got older, um, making sure it didn't interfere with, with uh, family functions and and you know celebrations and what have you. So I've you know. We often joked he showed me a lot of times what not to do, <laughs> um, which is, is true. But but he actually did show me a. a significant amount of of how to be uh not i would say a father who is always willing to learn and grow in understanding of that role and what that looks like mm-hmm. um to where like i say he he uh, i'm grateful for the last years we had um because of the uh example he showed to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm sitting here kelly and i'm thinking about your recent column reflecting on your own dad's Death anniversary, yeah. you know, which was very, very poignant and beautiful, you Thank know, you. And as, as we're listening here. So one year is not very long time, you know, but uh, yeah. he's very much alive to you and, you mm-hmm. know, the image that he presented. Uh, do you feel that th- this past year, any grace or the, the grief is as acute or um, any insights? Well, I would say that, um, you know, I had some feelings it was coming that was a spiritual thing i won't get into all the details but i definitely mm-hmm. knew it was coming mm-hmm. uh, probably before some other family members but there was also consolation and i wrote in the column i was praying for him and i felt a nudge by the holy spirit to check the feast day of the catholic calendar of feast days and i i'm not a person that really follows that so i have no <laughs> idea what i was gonna so find. you don't know that today june 25th is the feast day of william of monte virginia <laughs> <laughs> william's feast day today <laughs> Okay, Kelly. I'm sorry, I interrupted. <laughs> you do not. <laughs> but I so I looked and um, I saw that the feast day of Saint Isidore, the patron saint of farmers, was a few days away, and um, to me that was a consolation because that told me it was a part of God's plan, and it, and it gave me consolation that yes, the end is near. It's going to be within the next few days. Um, and I was the one who told my mom about that when we were about ready to leave the hospice. That hey, you know we're 
really end here, basically, is what I think is going to happen. So, uh, but that was, that did give me consolation that God has a plan and this is part of his plan and that he knew mm-hmm. ahead of time, you know, and it was, yeah, mm-hmm. that was, that was special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, you know, and I think uh, tonight at the ordination, we'll sing the Litany of Saints mm-hmm. and all those great uh, luminous figures, but, uh, you know, our fathers, our mothers who've gone before us, for those who've lost their parents. You know, that they're in that holy company uh, and that, 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 you know, our church, you know, our family, uh, that we hold them up in that beautiful way. Uh, recently, uh, a friend of mine, Father David Schatz, lost his father, Adrian, and uh, who, uh, Father Schatz knew my dad, and he just said, you know, the conversation they must be having right now. <laughs> you know, both, of, both of them were characters in that way, in a very powerful way as well. So, uh yeah, we we move and we'll probably carry over with the break, Deacon Mark here. But I think you know, kind of what the the occasion you made reference to. Maybe I'll, I'm going to inject another point here. You know, maybe precede the break. I think that's something we have to be very discerning as men and women, lay people in the church, but also pastors and bishops. Uh, that you know, we can readily go to the same people, people who demonstrate that disposition to say yes. And I think we have to be careful, uh, you know, in our discernment. Uh, you, you know, your dad came to greater wisdom and prudence about that in the years of his life. But we tap out the same people sometimes, you know, and po- sometimes to the detriment of, of the, the nuclear family, the, the domestic church. And we wouldn't be surprised then that uh, there might be some resentment on the part of children growing up toward the church because it's kind of a, seen as a rival or a competitor, you know, directing the gaze outward. So, I mean, Pope Francis wants us to be outward directed, but at the same time, you know, that, that fine line. And there's no, like you said, no rule book or no formula that, that this has to be discerned and, and maybe different seasons of it in life. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, St. Joseph, the year of St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church, uh, Patris Cori, the heart of a father. Uh, you certainly have a father's heart, but uh, we'll talk about how we can, uh, in the Diocese of Des Moines, as we reach a, a signature anniversary, kind of hold up St. Joseph. We're going to take a quick break and listen to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarans strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop, priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsarah.org, join S-E-R-R-A.org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and the Uncommon Good provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. This is Bo Bonner. And I'm Dr. Bud Marr from the Uncommon Good. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Welcome back. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. We are back with Deacon Mark Campbell to talk about fatherhood and the consecration of St. Joseph. Okay. And so, uh, you know, the, the dedication that we have to Joseph, I think we're encouraged to really commit ourselves to him. 
he, yeah, who, as uh, Pope Francis says, not only made sacrifice, but offered as a gift. And if we separate that sense of the sacrifice we make from the, the, the gift, he says we're prone then to sadness, discouragement, frustration, which obviously that'll spill over into our family members as well at the same time. So both of those together, how Joseph embodies that. But uh, talk to us about what consecration to St. Joseph means. I mean, we, you know, we talk about the Blessed Sacrament, or we're going to consecrate these men priests tonight, but uh, St. Joseph. Uh well, the word consecrated, I believe, means to make holy, right? So, so it, in a sense, we're, uh, it, it's, it's dedication to St. Joseph to allow him to, be, uh, to fill his role as a spiritual father. Um, again, going back to our, you know, our, our, our calling to be uh, like Christ or to be another Christ, allowing um, you know, St. Joseph to fill that fatherly role. Now, I think the, uh, you know, part of the mystery is, is, is there's not a lot to be said about St. Joseph in Scripture. It's in, and so some of it is we rely on, uh, you know, church fathers and, and earlier writings to, to, to draw some, some conclusions. But I think the going back to some of the earlier conversation and, and kind of the worldview, if you will, is there is a, a hunger for fatherhood, right? And, and uh, again, whether, you know, parents are together or separated, um, I, I think the... Um, there's just a what I refer to as a, a father-sized hole in the hearts of many people, and um, you know I was certainly feeling that after my father's passing, and, and I had the book uh, Father Donald Calloway's uh, Consecration of Saint Joseph book as a, as a gift from my wife uh, a couple of months earlier, but uh, you know I've, I needed to feel called to do it, and, and so I was listening to another a program on Iowa Catholic Radio, and and um, you know that's not a competitor. No, uh, we're no, all was, in this together. No, right? I was going to name drop the Man Up Show, but I didn't know if that was acceptable or not. Absolutely, but, uh, absolutely. Yeah, no. So I was listening to Joe Stoppolis, and, and, and instantly he was he was interviewing Father uh, Father Calloway, and and uh, I, I just knew that now was the time, or I felt now was the time, and. And uh, it, the idea quickly changed from, you know, a group of, of friends to the parish to the diocese and, and um, to invite everybody to, to explore if this is something they're called to do um, and to prayerfully give some thought. And so we needed to get a, a date on the calendar and we, we put a date on the calendar, um, began advertising and then decided that uh, that wasn't, wasn't maybe going to work so well um, because we really wanted your presence. We, you were supportive from the, from the very beginning. Um, but as I made reference earlier, your, your calendar is very full, and, and um, so we so busy we, is a four-letter word. I try yeah. not to. Use, I try not to use it. <laughs> That's why I said full. Uh, I, but, uh, Shrug. <laughs> Shrug. <laughs> so no, we really wanted your presence there, and, and so we landed on August fifteenth as a consecration date. And in August is also um, you know the the anniversary of the diocese. Uh, August twelfth is is uh, this year will be the one hundred tenth anniversary of the diocese. There's a uh, several other significant days to our faith. Uh, uh, August fifteenth is obviously Feast of the Assumption, um, but uh, which believe, happens to land on a Sunday this yes, year. But it still, does. it does. Know, it's, yeah, uh, so 17, we celebrate 18. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, we'll celebrate an outdoor mass, and for those interested in doing the thirty-three day consecration, that will begin on July fourteenth. And you can do it individually. You could do it with uh, your family. You could do it within the uh, with a group of a parish uh, at work. Um, but the idea is that anyone who is going to be completing the consecration or has done the consecration any time in the last year, Father Calloway's book was released in January of 2020, and Pope Francis declared in December that the, this would be the uh, last December, uh, I believe, 8th, that uh, the year would be the year of St. Joseph. And so anyone who, who is familiar or has done the consecration will be completing it that day is invited to that Mass on August 15th at St. Patrick's Irish Settlement, which 
uh, has some at significance. four p.m. in the afternoon. So hopefully the, the sun will be setting a little. You know, it won't be quite brutally I, hot. I, and maybe God will give. There's a grove of trees around there, and so what, what, we, uh, <laughs> whatever it will be will be as far as the weather goes. Um, I, I think it'll be a blessed day regardless, and a, a great celebration. And I think uh, uh, maybe something much deeded, needed in this. Uh, post-virus world that we're uh, kind of emerging from. You know, I guess you shouldn't say post. It's still present. But at the same point in time, there is a, a sense of return. Amen. Amen. So Deacon Mark Campbell, thank you. And uh, I presume I'll see you tonight at the yes. ordination. And uh, thank you for being with us. This has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you to our guests and all of our listeners in Iowa, Nebraska, and Wisconsin, and wherever you may be listening on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Making It Personal is provided by Sarah Vocations Ministry. Learn more at joinserra.org.